Certainly an exciting day for the Edmonton Oilers to acquire Duncan Keith. Just felt like uh, the Edmonton Oilers right now. It was a, it was a good fit, a great fit. Excited to uh, to start this this new chapter of my career and try to win a cup in Edmonton. It's always been uh, my goal to, to be able to stay in Edmonton, and it's just what I've wanted. I've loved my time in Edmonton so far. The team is uh, progressing uh, the way we want it to, and I want to be a part of that. And uh, obviously, the biggest reason I want to stay is uh, I want to win at Edmonton. Here's McDavid all the way, scores! Welcome to the Locked On Oilers podcast for this Thursday, November 25th. I'm your host, Hernan Salas from TSN 1260 and the Two Guys in a Goalie podcast. Connect with me on Twitter at Hernan the Man and at Locked On Oilers. As tonight, today, we'll break down the Oilers 5 3 win over the Arizona Coyotes and look ahead to Saturday's uh, matchup against the Vegas Golden Knights. And to do that, I'll bring in my uh, my colleague and good buddy Tom Gazzola, also from TSN 1216, the Oil Stream podcast with Dustin Nielsen. Connect with him on Twitter at uh, Tom Gazzola. Tommy, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Hernan. Uh, Thursday, it's quiet. <laughs> the Oilers won last night. I think the post game show went well. And uh, the Oilers are off. It's American Thanksgiving. So to anybody uh, yeah. that's, uh, celebrating down south. Happy Thanksgiving. It's a, it's a nice little day, I would say. And no hockey today, which is a little little bizarre, but I get it with the football, and you still got some basketball if you're, if you're into yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, we did the post-game show last night, Tom. Overly positive. I mean, people were just happy they picked up the two points. Uh, bad start, bad finish, but the in-between stuff was really good. But I want to start off with Philip Broberg. Uh, he's getting some uh, some good reviews here. He had the blunder on the two-on-one. He played that poorly. I think everybody can agree to that. But overall, he's looked pretty good. And I know today on the Lowdown Show, we were discussing it. And we also discussed it on the Two Guys podcast. Like, when everybody gets healthy and this team's back to normal, like, is, is Broberg going to push uh, guys like Cuckoo and Russell here? Do you, and I know it's early. It's only been a couple games. But do you see that happening? And how impressed have you been with Philip Broberg? I've liked what I've seen so far from Broberg. I, I think if anybody told you otherwise, they're they're just trying to pick a fight for the sake of picking a fight. So it's been a pleasant surprise. And listen, this is a guy with a lot of high-end ability and potential, and we're seeing it play out. Now, now so the one thing with me is when Cuckoo and obviously Keith and, and yeah. Nurse get healthy, like is he going to stick around? I'm not sure. Like, I, I truly believe that, like most young defensemen, especially ones that are in the infancy of their National Hockey League career, they hit walls. It, it just happens, and it's inevitable. Or, you know, the, the, it just becomes too much for them. And, and there's a few guys out there that are able to get past that, but we'll see. Like, the majority don't. The majority have to deal with a bit of adversity. And I think the plan, from the Oilers' point of view, is still to get this guy playing 20-plus minutes a night in, in the AHL. But this is bonus. This is fantastic. 
uh, very pleasing to see what he's been able to do so far. Uh, granted, it's three games. And, Hernan, yes, the reviews are glowing, as they should be. But there have been a few instances, and we could point to that first goal last night where yeah. he, he didn't recognize that Clayton Keller was behind him and, and gave up the middle of the ice, as our game analyst and former NHLer Matt Cassian said on the post-game show. And just those little things uh, t- tend to add up and and will pop up at certain points, especially when these guys are just starting out. Um, hopefully it doesn't happen to Broberg, but it, it, it probably will. So do I think he'll push those guys? Yeah. Do I think it's going to be immediately when everybody gets healthy? No, I think he might end up getting sent back down to Bakersfield. But if that happens or when that happens, you know, we're looking at Philip Broberg going, geez, he's going to be back up here soon. And I think he's going to be a contributing member of the blue line and not just a guy that gets in every couple of games. So uh, really reassuring signs. Just give it some time. Let it breathe. Let's see how long he can ride this. Hopefully uh, until Darnell Nurse gets back. Hopefully until Duncan Keith gets back and uh, go from there. One game at a time, one day at a time. Um, you know, there's going to be some stumbles along the way, but that's fine. That's part of the process, right? Yeah, and you talked about hitting a wall, and one guy that's sort of hit the walls, Evan Bouchard. I mean, he only played 15 minutes last night, Tom, and Broberg was over 20. Uh, what are you seeing from Evan Bouchard here lately? We knew this was like, at least you and I and, and many other people out there knew that young defensemen struggle at times, look good at times, and we all expected this, but uh, what have you made of Evan Bouchard's play as of late? Yeah, and, and again, I'll reiterate what you said. We expected this. Um, that's okay. And here's the good thing. It's not a few guys hitting a wall at the same time. One guy's playing well, like Broberg. The other guy, like Bouchard, is going through a bit of a valley here. And that's okay, too. we got to remember, even though Evan Bouchard, they like to call him Old Man Bouchard or, or call him Papa Bouchard, whatever <laughs> yeah. you want to use when it comes to Evan Bouchard, this guy is still just getting his feet under him in the National Hockey League as well. And he's had some great moments this season. He's had some mediocre moments this season, and he's had some tough moments this season. And that's fine. He's learning as he's going along as well. Uh, You know, the instances where he's had a little bit of trouble, I think on the physical side, you'd like to see him assert himself more, use that big frame to his advantage. I thought it was interesting yesterday when he was mixing it up with Phil Kessel. I would have loved to have seen him fight Phil Kessel. And, you know, (laughs) would have been amazing. Yeah, if that if that happened, you know, you wish nobody gets hurt in in the melee. But uh, to see that fire and that spark is is fantastic. I like that he got mad, play pissed off. Sometimes when you play angry, it's a good thing. Now it can be a detriment sometimes, but usually it motivates you to to sharpen up and to play well. And and I like that we saw that. Now there's been some instances where you're like, ah, Bouchard, you need to be better, and that's. I think back to the Dallas game and the first goal, I think it was Rope Hintz that got credit for the goal. Radulov was right on the doorstep too, but having said that, it was Broberg and Bouchard in front of Stuart Skinner. One guy peels off to the right of Skinner. The other guy peels off to the left of Skinner. You've got two stars sitting right in front of Skinner, and you get the redirection, and and the next thing you know, the others are down a goal. And, And that's on the two of them, and you know, 
Evan Bouchard being the the more experienced, uh, seasoned player of the two, you would expect him to be a little bit better on that one. Both guys got exposed there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's those little things that uh, you know are, are the parts of Bouchard's game where you're like, yeah, he's got to he's got to go through that. He's got to deal with it. It's a crappy lesson, but it's a lesson all the same. And you know you learn from your mistakes that's a mistake stuff like that the other thing too is like the oldest passing and zone exits and all of that wasn't particularly great against the stars and it's not just on bouchard but you know he's a part of that and that's something that needs to sharpen up as well so you know give it time um the results are there hernan you're getting the wins they're not particularly pretty but that's okay. Uh, you're racking up the points at an important part of the season. You're right in the mix. Game in hand on Calgary. Have a big game coming up against the Vegas Golden Knights. It's going to be a big test. Roll reversal after the Oilers beat them last month with Golden Knights being, you know, down a bunch of guys due to injury. Here we are. And the Oilers are the team limping in, and the Golden Knights are all of a sudden getting healthy. It's going to be an excellent test. I feel like we're going to see a good game this weekend. Thanks for making the Locked On Oilers your first listen. Every day we are free and available on all platforms. Uh, Tommy, we saw Cassian get the bump. Uh, him and Jesse Pugliarvi switched lines last night. Uh, the top line was unreal. They had 11 points on the night combined. I thought the fourth line played well. The middle two lines, they were just okay. Heading into Vegas... Are, are you sticking with the two big guns together and Cassian? Because I feel like you almost have to split them up. I think Vegas is a much better team than Dallas. I think they're a much better team than Arizona. That goes without saying. But I, I, I don't know because I feel like every time these two guys are together, you don't get much from the other lines. You were earlier on, but now you're seeing JP and Zach Hyman kind of go six, seven games without a goal. Nuge only has the one. Uh, what would you do ahead of that game? Do you, it it's kind of sounds stupid to say these guys had 11 points, you're going to separate them. But I I think for the for the better of the team, I think you almost have to, don't you? I, I'm going to go in the opposite direction. Okay. I think you, you ride this because okay. you had a great game from Zach Cassian. Probably should have had three or four goals. We saw him hit the bar, uh, I think, twice. Uh, one on a shot, one on a redirection. Had glorious opportunity. Scott Wedgwood made a great glove save on him on the two-on-one. Uh, but I, I think maybe you continue to ride the hot hand here with, with this lineup. I actually think that Zach Hyman had a good game. Yeah. Wheels were turning. He was trying to make things happen. It's a matter of time before he converts again, and this scoring slump goes away. Nugent Hopkins, you absolutely need more offense from without question. You need him scoring more goals. One goal at this point in the season, about to get the game 20, not good enough for that guy. Um, that is without question something I wholeheartedly agree with. I know the fans have been pointing that out. Yes, it was kind of fun. We kind of teased him uh, for the first you know dozen or so games when he when he didn't have a goal and he finally gets one. And the guy's got a great shot. Shoot the puck, man. Don't always defer. You're like you've been in the league like 11 years. Yeah. Shoot the puck. You have a great shot. Score some goals. Use your legs. It, it feels like he's not pumping his his wheels as much as he used to and he's being very cautious when he's out there and I actually also really like uh, the idea of Fogel with Pooley with Ryan McLeod I think that there is some potential there and 
I thought the the middle two lines, even though they didn't generate any offense, I thought they were fine. I really liked their games overall. There was not a lot of instances where the Oilers got hemmed in, except mm-hmm. for the first you know little bit where they were again slow starters, and then the last little bit where they. I guess we're trying to coast to the finish line and it almost cost them with the Coyotes making it uh, one goal game. But I like the way those top three lines were set up and performed. And then the bonus was the fourth line. So I think that there were some really good elements from last night that you could say, yeah, we could try to see how that works against the Golden Knights. And you could feel confident in the depth. Uh, if it doesn't work, Hernan, and I'm wrong about all of it, and Dave Tippett doesn't do that, or see, he does go with the same lines from last night uh, and tries them out against Vegas and things are going sideways in a hurry, guess what? He's got that blender behind him yeah. uh, on the bench at all times, and, and he'll bust it out and use it like we've seen many, many times. Yeah, I know. It's, listen, and I think fans get up in arms all the time with the Dave Tippett's decisions, but it, they're not set in stone, right? Like, he, we've seen him go away from it. So for me, oh, yeah. it's not a big deal. I'll be honest, though. I It sounds a little silly to say split up that line after an 11-point night against a very, very bad team. But I, I also, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect for a Saturday, I hope they're on separate lines, but we'll wait and see what Dave Tippett decides here. When it comes, uh, the fourth line played a good game. I don't want to read too much into it. They were active. Colton Sevier had a really good opportunity, missed the net right in front. Um, but Derek Ryan was healthy scratch last night, uh, Tommy. I remember, like, what, two, three weeks in, we were we were raving about that third line with Cassie and Ryan and Fogel. They went a little stale now. Ryan missed a few games due to an injury. He just was feeling a little groggy, uh, groggy after a... Uh, an incident with Shifley, but he's kind of fallen off. Are, are you kind of looking at Derek Ryan here and seeing like what's going on here that he's being healthy scratched? Not really, because you know, watching the Calgary Flames the last couple of years, uh, Ryan's been hurt. Ryan's been in and out of the lineup. Yeah, good uh, point. there's times where the you know I remember the guys from Calgary that cover the team being like, ah, Derek Ryan's on a nice little stretch, and then uh, a couple of weeks later when you would follow flame stuff it'd be like ah ryan's out of the lineup again this is kind of his mo where he gives you little periods of good play and then he falls off and then you know he's out of the lineup gets hurt whatever and then he comes back plays well it's almost like he's a streaky player so it doesn't seem like this is anything new for Derek ryan yeah it doesn't really surprise me and i'm sure maybe he's still feeling the lingering effects of that that collision with mark shifley and I bet at some point we're going to see Derek Ryan back in the lineup and Hernan, Derek Ryan's going to have a couple of good games and we're going to be like, oh, Derek Ryan's back. And then, you know, he's, his play is going to dip again and then maybe yeah. he gets healthy scratched again. I feel it's just going to be this, this constant roller coaster ride with him and that's just kind of how he's been as a player. Uh, when he's good, you notice him and he's good. When he's bad, you notice him for all the wrong reasons and, Right now, he's kind of in one of those little lulls and uh, factor in the injury portion of it. I don't know how healthy he is at this point. You know, if he was good enough to play the other night, uh, he must be okay. But there could, like I said, be lingering effects. And and the other thing, too, is like if you needed guys right now and, and you had no one else that could fill the void and you were relying on Derek Ryan, then I'd be more worried and panicked. But here you are with... Uh, Ryan McLeod playing well, looking like he's finding his groove, which is excellent to see. 
And then on top of that, you've got Colton Sevier who played center the other night. And then you've got a guy in Kyle Turris who, if you need to, can play center. And oh, by the way, you've got two centermen playing on one line that if you really need to spread it out, you can move Leon Dreisaitl mm-hmm. to his own line. You can slide Nugent Hopkins around. And, and listen, I understand people saying, ah, Nugent Hopkins is not a second line center, not a second. Come on. Like, this guy's been a, a top six centerman in the NHL for nine years in the last year and a bit. He, he's kind of slumped a little bit when it comes to his points production. And all of a sudden you're saying he's not a – uh, top six center and he's lost it all completely no is he ideal at center most nights with all the other options no but can you use him in spot duty and when you want to try different things throwing at uh, throwing different elements at the opposition yeah absolutely and you know what there's a lot of uh, flexibility in this lineup and they're just they're trying things out and they're using it and for the most part they're having success and it leaves us to nitpick little things like mm-hmm. this and it's fun thanks for making the locked on orders your first listen every day now make your second listen locked on bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs locked on bets hosted by your boy q with expert analysis and insight from lee sterling it's free and available on all platforms uh tommy just on the nuge thing like today we were talking about it and this guy kills penalties. He's out there late in games. He's He plays top six minutes. He's on the best power play in the NHL. And I, I feel like here it's either you love Nuge or you hate him. There's no in between. And I think why not? Like he does a lot of important things for the Oilers, but I still think it's okay to say he's got to have more than one goal. at 100%. I expect him to have more than one goal at this point. Everybody expects him to have more than one goal. I'm sure he expects himself to have more than one goal at this point. So what he can do is just go out and shoot more, try to get more goals, and eventually they're going to go in. Like, this guy has the ability to snipe. He's going to get those chances. He's still putting up points. But, like, we don't want this guy being a Joe Thornton. You know what I mean? Especially not at this point of his career, at this age. He needs to be putting up 20 goals a season minimum. Two years ago, he was on pace for 30, 30-plus. 30, 30 so there's no reason why Nugent Hopkins should be stuck at one goal. Uh, maybe he gets a little streak on. Hernan, if he had five goals right now, mm-hmm. nobody would really be complaining. I'm sure people would look for things, and that's just the nature of the beast. But he does need to produce more goals, and he does need to produce more five-on-five. Five. And let's see if he can get it going. I have full faith in him. And listen, this is a very good hockey player in the NHL and a pillar on this team. Um, people are going to hate because they want to hate. And there's always, as you know, a whipping boy. And uh, that's a revolving door of characters and a revolving cast of characters. And right now, Nugent Hopkins is kind of in the crosshairs. Maybe he gets a couple and then, you know, people move yeah. on to someone else and uh, we get to talk about it. But you're right. No denying it. He needs to produce more offensively, five on five, and score some more goals. Well, for sure, and I guess the last one here for you. We talked about it a lot yesterday on the post game show. We even put up a poll question: Who are you starting Saturday in Vegas? Between the pipes, that is. Yeah, it's it's got to be Stuart Skinner, in my opinion, Hernan. Listen, okay. uh, Koskinen's record is great, fantastic. Uh, our good friend Jack Michaels put up a little stat thing. Uh, and he called Koskinen the so-called backup. Uh, to my good friend Jack Michaels, uh, you're 100% wrong. He is 100% the backup. <laughs> he is no better than a backup goalie in the National Hockey League. He's got a great team in front of him that's helped uh, prop up his numbers. 
And listen, even last night when he was making some saves, some routine saves mm. on some easy shots, uh, the, the rebounds were going to odd places and shots that, you know, should have been easy to stop looked like they might be a bit dangerous. I remember one got floated in from the point and he kind of like went down on his knees and it hit his stick and there was a weird rebound in front of him. Whereas Stuart Skinner has made some exceptional highlight reel saves, but then on the routine shots, Hernan, he's, he's eating those pucks. There's no crazy rebounds. There's not a lot of mad scramble. Um, when he's getting beat, Stuart Skinner is getting beat on great opportunities mm-hmm. or deflections with the screen. Miko Koskinen is getting beat on shots sometimes that you're looking at and you're like, why the hell did that go in? And even though his numbers are great, he's got the wins. Um, you look at the way he's making those saves and you're like, I don't have a ton of confidence in this guy still shaky. So that's why I would go with Stuart Skinner. Yeah, I think in the vote, I think, was over 70% for Stuart Skinner. It'd be a big test for him. Uh, Vegas is getting healthy, playing a lot better as well. And the first game was real fun down there. But it's kind of flip-flop now. The Oilers uh, played a Vegas team uh, with a ton of injuries. Now it's uh, on the other side for the Oilers. So yeah. we'll see what happens here. That game goes at 5 o'clock on Saturday. Tommy, thank you so much for the time. And, uh, yeah, enjoy your Thursday and into the weekend. And we'll chat Saturday, my friend. Sounds good, amigo. That was Tom Zola from the Oil Stream Podcast with Dustin Nielsen. And, of course, your host on the pre- and post-game shows here on TSN 1260. The Edmonton Oilers coming off a 5-3, 5, was it 5-3 five, five, win? Yes, over the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, not a good start, not a good back end, uh, but the middle was good and good enough to beat uh, a, a, not a very good, uh, but they worked their butts off. I'll give them credit for that. Arizona made the Oilers wake up there early on, and, and they scored the first goal as well. So um, the Oilers now sit second in the Pacific, but they got a game in hand on Calgary, only one point back at 14 and five. Vegas up next. They're at 24 points, third in the division. Also a uh, game on hand on the Edmonton Oil. Uh, sorry, the Oilers also have a game in hand on Vegas. Uh, so uh, Vegas is creeping up the standings once again and we all expected that. So it should be a fun one down on uh, Saturday night in Sin City. And that's the question for you too. Do you keep Cassian with McDavid and Dreisaitl for the line? I wouldn't and I I know I'll probably get a lot, of, a lot of heat for that but I just, I feel like you need to spread it out especially against a much, much better team in the Vegas Golden Knights. So what would you do and then between the pipes is it Stuart Skinner or Miko Koskin looks like a lot of people want to go with Stuart Skinner so uh, yeah we'll see if the young man gets the call or if Dave Tippett goes to he loves his veterans so we'll see if he uh, sticks with Miko in this one he, his record is good but look at his numbers they've dipped uh, he's almost at uh, over 3 for goals against his save percentage is at 908 so Miko is dropping here as we're going through the season but should be a fun one I'll be on the uh, post game show on Saturday night it's an early one 5 o'clock make sure you make note of that and you're not tuning in at eight and the game is over uh like always hit me up on twitter at hernan the man and at locked on oilers don't forget to download and subscribe on your favorite apps for all the latest episodes happy thanksgiving to everybody down south all right guys we'll wrap up this edition like i said happy thanksgiving to everybody down south here there's no hockey today which is a little weird but we got uh well now we got two games left in the nfl as it looks like the detroit lions well they're up 14 13 late in the fourth we'll see if they can close that one out but uh, no hockey tonight uh busy schedule tomorrow actually and games get going in the morning so make sure you check your fantasy lineup for my producer Juanito and the Lockdown Orders podcast I am Hernan the man talking Los Petroleros enjoy the rest of your Thursday we'll chat tomorrow